This episode is powered by Safety FM. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Michael Hartley from Mindtel. And we really had a great, great time. It was fun. It was kind of sprung on him when I called him. So I know he wasn't expecting to do a full interview, but he did awesome. And uh, as we continue our conversation, really start talking about the COVID-19 product that they have that will truly show that you are doing something towards protecting your worker with this COVID-19. So that is a really incredible product to have, especially during this time. So we kind of talked about the ins and outs of that. Um, I asked him a little diabolical question if his program has ever been used to blame people uh, for doing things wrong as opposed to using it in its right context to show that this is a system of predictive maintenance or I should say predictive metrics and uh, he gave me a pretty funny and good quality answer like he always has on everything else but uh, I just enjoyed this one so I'm hoping that you guys will, will get the same enjoyment out of this so without well so I will turn this over to our sponsor and right after this quick message from our sponsor then uh, we will go into part two of my interview with Michael Hartley founder and CEO of Mindtel do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested in it. It has good information, don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Yeah, that's great. And I know for, um, are you guys still doing your offer or did you stop the offer for, um, for people that are starting, that's looking for some COVID intervention and some help? I remember uh, seeing on your website that you're going to do an offer just to get them started for a few months. I don't know if you guys are still doing that or not, where they could use the programs or the services for free for a couple of months. Uh, th- that's right. Yeah, we've got that offer on till the, uh, till the end of this month. Um, okay. But, but uh, Sheldon, June you're listening. June or July? Uh, uh, end of June. Pardon okay. me. Yeah, good, good, good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but Sheldon, if your listeners drop your name, uh, we, we can have a conversation. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, we were in this position where we said, hey, we've, we've got to help got to help company so this was a way to to do that and not least of which it was a way to get around having to to sign on big contracts or contracts mm-hmm. right um and and, and you know we're, we're we're in a position now where we're where we're a little more settled with where we're going um 
but still there's a lot of uncertainty that people have uh, across multiple a multitude of sectors and and those that are yeah the, 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 those that are, are are open and and operating the vast majority of these people find themselves that they are being managed by the virus they are not managing covid-19 And and we can come in and help you say, okay, we can do, uh, you know, a, a health screening on your people, and we can do a health screening on your environment, and we can do that at scale, and we can do that in real time. That then lifts eighty to ninety percent of the work that's involved with this. Because one of our other clients, they said, well, in order for us to do this, we would be spending, we would have three full time resources. Managing just this, so in, you know, in the mining sector, that's call it, you know, four hundred thousand dollars just to manage, you know, the, this this data flow, and and that's that's not acceptable, um, and, and it's not sustainable. More to the point, uh, you know, the, 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 this is the this change is a it will be around for quite some time, um, but then we also say, well, we've got this platform now where. You know, we can convert that COVID screening into a fitness for work screen. We can convert the COVID control module into other safety uh, health controls uh, or quality controls or cost controls. And, and so we've got a way to be able to to help our clients evolve uh, when we get on the other side of this. But right now, this is companies are being managed by COVID nineteen. They're not managing the, the virus themselves, and a lot of that comes from their. It's the haphazard understanding of the information, but then also it's truly people are told, "All right, well, wear a face covering. All right, well, you're telling me to wear a face covering. How am I going to put it on properly?" And you know, you see the people who have their mouths covered and not their nose, and yeah. You see, and then also you have uh, those situations where someone's going to wear gloves incessantly, which is good for touch profiling and making sure that you don't, you know, the living virus is on the surface. You know, metal five days. So therefore, if you touch metal, the live virus could be there for five days, according to the CDC, and uh, which was uh, uh, coming from the World Health Organization. So now someone's wearing gloves to protect themselves, but then they're in a hot you know, warehouse and they're doing you know wiping the yeah. brow and they're yeah, uh, yeah. you know when so therefore they don't understand the the spreading and the mechanism of that as well. So I, I would imagine as you guys are starting to get these stories too, and you're starting to get some more data in your system, it's making your system smarter as it goes. Yeah, and we, we've teamed up with a local university uh, who are supporting us all the, da- the, the, the data science. So we're starting to build in you know artificial intelligence, machine learning modules on this, and you know our algorithms will get smarter. Um, the, the disease will t- will will also. Um, but in, in terms of not being consumed by this and and knowing when to and where and why to allocate capital and resources is really really important across the board in risk management, but particularly uh, with regards to, to, to COVID nineteen. It's not just good enough to know that the hand washing facilities are good enough across an entire site. Well, we need to be able to, to uh, localize that to a particular location, and we need to be able to make the right people aware of that. And, and you know, I, I, with Mytel, we haven't had to change our company because of this. 
you know, our, our vision, purpose, and mission have all remained the same. Uh, we have just, because we're listening to our customers, narrowed our focus around COVID-19. You know, in time, we'll be able to take a, a more broader uh, view and, and step back and then also help our, our, our clients evolve to, to other risk areas as well. Um, but yeah, we, we, we didn't have to change our company, which I think is really, really important in, in, in understanding how to manage these things because we've been doing that just in other contexts. Yeah. And um, for just for basis as meaning um, for foundation, which I completely forgot when we first started the conversation. Is your risk formula the same as most people may say is probability times severity equals risk, meaning uh, the probability, the likelihood of a loss event happening if you were to undertake that that event is your probability scale and then your uh, severity scale is the consequence related to if we had an issue, this is how bad it would be. So are you guys using that scale? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's basic. It's the basic five by five scale, right? And, okay. and, and without getting into the, you know, the, the nuances and frankly, not to bore your listeners about going through the step by steps of risk assessments, uh, you, you know, we're, we're really focused on the, the monitoring piece right? and, and monitoring control performance, because that is, that's what slides that exposure perhaps beyond that level of acceptability. Right. We're not creating an administrative state where uh, you know, any imperfection in a control requires a work order, requires a corrective action. That, you know, that deters people from actually uh, you know, identifying areas that need to be improved. Uh, so, so using those human factors principles, um, we are effectively testing uh, uh, hot principles with regards to control performance. We're, te- we're testing design, we're testing uh, compliance, and we're testing resources. That's, this is the way that we test the efficacy of these controls, and we do that in a very simple way. We can do that, obviously, in, uh, in in real time, and then we've got the data to be able to to have those to have those conversations that are focused on the why, not on the who, uh, and and as well. Uh, help us better engage with those external stakeholders. I mean, quarter two reports are, are coming up. Um, what are people going to, what are companies going to say uh, about how they're managing COVID-19? The vast majority are going to say, we have updated policies and we've got rules in place. Right? We, we, want our, we want our companies to go to the market and say, yeah, we've identified our controls and here's how well those controls have been working over time and here's the data. Here's where we've been able to, to, to detect that we had an issue. Here's the intervention. And that makes a nice little story that helps really humanize uh, risk management. Because what this has, what, what COVID-19 has exposed uh, is actually a human problem. This, this notion that we were fine with our workplace as somewhere as being safe and healthy inherently, that has been challenged. Uh, and and that is a that's a fundamental uh, element of our of our day to day lives. So yeah, you know, how, how effective are our controls? What's our risk exposure? It all goes back to that question of well, how safe and healthy is my workplace right now? And uh, when you're running your your program, and I know data is only as good data in bad data in as bad data out. So are you looking for um, 
Let's do two questions, if you don't mind. Yes. So, uh, first, as a foundation question, uh, what would be your output? So if someone's uh, trying to, to understand and your input being here's probability of an event, here's the severity that we expect it to be, and now the output for controls is going to be uh, during the hierarchy control, or are you going to do financial control techniques such as, you know, should we not go for this bid or should we transfer our loss somewhere or we go ahead and go through engineering administrative PPE controls. Do you guys have a differentiation on the output they receive once they put in the, the task or the risk or, or the assessment? Yeah, so the, a, a lot of that kind of risk assessment, control identification, that's that's already taken care of. Right? Uh, so what we we don't profess to have any, uh, you know, enlightening insights on, on that. A lot of what companies or industries have have come out with is, generally speaking, pretty good stuff. Yeah, there's some things that you want to, you know, change, tweak, etc. So, so we test those uh, those controls uh, around hot principles, around hierarchy controls, around compliance, around resources. Yeah. Um, and, and so the output, I think this is important, is we've got uh, control performance, but also component performance. So component are those things that we test that inform is a control meeting its objective, right? Because that's really what you're what you what you want to be able to answer, and, and that that response is not binary. It's it's on a it's on a zero to one index, um, and so we want to be able to alert people organizations to overall a failing control, uh, a failing uh, component, a component where we've seen outliers where we need to act immediately, or where we aren't getting any data from a particular location, which I think is really weird. You gotta have that data. And when you're doing, um, let's say you're, you're working with a client on the service side, are you helping them through that whole management decision of plan, do, check, act, you know, the whole cycle that here's your here's where you are here's where you want to be let's get you to that uh, from point a to point b through a plan to check action and help them uh, work their way through it yeah we, we, we certainly have that uh that, that, that module place that's what we've been doing uh you know prior to um so we, we see ourselves uh, you know, this being really no different um you know this is we're in the hands of frontline operators, uh, which is uh, a huge step change when it comes to uh, to risk management, integrating human factors and hot principles into risk management. Um, uh, and 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 we we curate a very simple experience to be able to, to to capture that data, those data, and then those data are then analyzed, and then the those control owners or location owners, those are the ones who are alerted. Um, and, and and those are the ones who who then you know take the necessary action um, to to be able to improve that environment for the people who are who are working there. It's it it, it, it sounds very simple, but actually it's it, it's very very uh, uh, complex um, organization of data to be able to, to to get to that point. So it's a nut that we've we've pretty much cracked. Um, and as we get more data flowing through our uh, through our uh, algorithms, we're only going to get better and better at being able to, you know, uh, flag areas of uh, of, of uh, where improvement is required, 
um, and then be able to start predicting well when is a control going to fit because we'll have more and more data from which to uh, to learn from. Have you come across anybody trying to weaponize your your system yet? And I don't want to give anyone ideas, but just meaning because uh, I, I hear a lot uh, from you know human organization performance side versus the behavioral based safety side when it comes to uh, how they're going to deal with incidents, um, how the the way that the behavior based safety system has been kind of changed to people who, who don't understand it as well or don't implement it uh, completely, they're looking for the easy way out is they end up blaming the the organization or yeah. blaming the individual where you know the, the sound even the basic five principles of hop is you, you don't blame <laughs> how are you yeah, gonna yeah. blame somebody when you actually have you know a system that let them down or, or had that latent condition waiting to be activated so if that condition wasn't there so therefore how are you blaming this worker for you know activating yeah. something that was there so has has anyone tried to weaponize your your system yet meaning that they're they get all this data and then they they flip it on someone and say, "You see, <laughs> that's what I meant." Yeah, I, I think that's the double-edged sword. I think um, so. The short answer is not yet, um, but there's part of me that says, "I hope that does happen because that means we've we've some, achieved some kind of perverse milestone of success." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so what our data helps, so let's take that investigation scenario for, for example. So what our data can help do is answer the question, what was the content, what was the environment in which that operator was making those decisions at, at that time? And, and that is a really important understanding to have before you go into any learning environment, any learning exercise, particularly around, uh, around incidents. And uh, having been on the wrong side of a lot of incident investigations, meaning uh, conducting them, uh, and and going down the path of okay, well, what was the the unsafe act that we had to, to pick up on here? Um, I realized that, that was just a, a, a failed approach. It was a, it was a, a great approach to create a, a lot of administration. Um, it wasn't a great approach to improve performance. Um, so I, I think for for us, where we want you know, why we've designed our alerts as we have is so that we're not waiting on an incident to tell us that our controls are failing, right? Similarly, I don't want a, a, an auditor to come and tell me that my management systems are, are, are faulty. You know, thirdly, I don't want an investor or I don't want an insurer or I don't want a host government telling me that my organization is a bad bet from a risk standpoint. I want to know these things first so I can intervene, I can take those actions, I can learn to see if those actions were actually effective. Um, and then I've got those stories to be able to share to really truly demonstrate that we're an organization that uh, learns and improves rather than you know comes up with a list of people that we've sacked in the last six months. Yeah, and that makes so much more because the reason why I asked that, man, place it that way is because when you have such a good system as you're describing to me uh, and the way that I would have used it if I was a manager back in my, my old life with the state uh, then I truly feel like in those those instances when you're really getting data that 
someone might want to take a shortcut in the system itself, you know, because it is, uh, I believe that's pretty much why people are looking at lagging indicators, it's a shortcut. You, something happened, and okay. you can tell that it happened, so I'm not going to dig in any deeper, it's, you know, a nice little shortcut. So, as you're getting so much quality data putting in, and I'm hoping it's quality, right, because you're saying your, your clients, you're training your clients so they know to put in some good quality data. Yeah. So, as that starts coming in, now, as long as people buy into the system, and generally it's the frontline supervisors that, that will let you down, <laughs> I hate to say that, but uh, when that data comes into their hands and they, they don't want to, you know, follow the system, trust the process, if you will, uh, then that could be a way that they could, you know, cir circuit intended uh, the intended result to give a falsified result or to give something that probably shouldn't have happened that way. Therefore, there might be some blame placed or there might be some other thing when, especially in a situation with your COVID product, you know, saying, we've got the system in place, but now this person let the whole system go and it's not my fault, <laughs> you know? So that's that's the idea that, I was, that got me even thinking that way. Yeah, and, and I think this is where, um, and it's actually quite topical, uh, this notion of what, how do we operationalize diversity and inclusiveness? Uh, this is a way to do just that because we're in the hands of, of frontline workers. We're getting inputs from a multitude of individuals, right? We're getting uh, uh, inputs from a multitude of instruments. Uh, so this is not just an individual's assessment of situation X. Uh, and, and in terms of that, that, that inclusiveness piece, because we've gone down to that, to that front line, it, we are enabling management to see what their front line sees. And any system, and, and this is, I think, you know, something I think is a good takeaway for your, for your listeners here. Any system that gets developed needs to be able to provide leadership with the ability to, to, to see what the front line sees, right? Because we give people the accountability for oversight, yeah? And in order to do that, we've got to give those same individuals insight to be able to make decisions. It's that simple, yeah. right? And, and if my systems don't let me see what the front line sees, then I have no chance at minimizing the gap between work is imagined and work is done. I have no chance at that. So this notion, and, and, and I, I got an email today from a, a, a prospective client and in their, in, in their email signature they have, I will act on diversity and inclusiveness. I thought, hey, that's, that's great. What does that mean for risk management? From the diversity standpoint, I want cognitive diversity in terms of understanding uh, how what, what we you know that that work is done, right? And that inclusiveness is we are going to uh, involve uh, a number of different people in this decision-making process and in the conversations to help make those improvements so we can be a learning organization. So yeah, it's actually a very timely. Um, you know, timely question because I, I just saw that today. I thought, hmm, and I responded. I responded just like that, so I'm, I'm able to, to to rehash the response to you, Sheldon. Okay. Oh, excellent, excellent. That means I'm, on, I'm I see you. We're on the same page. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, truly, I am, um, and I know 
it's not directly. Some people are saying, you know, my, my target audience is safety consultants. And I know it's not direct there, but the mindset is for me and the way I've, I've always done my, my, my business as a safety professional is you have to know your craft as well as, as anyone if you're going to go out there and then give people qualified <laughs> information that's going to help them with their organization. That's why my insurance is there. You know, I don't want to give them anything that's going to affect them. And now all of a sudden I'm sued. So yeah. that's why, you know, I'm insured. But in, in truly trying to understand uh, the system that you're having, I remember when I was um, I was working actively as a safety and compliance officer, and I was thinking, man, I wonder if there's a way to do a system where my work orders can now spit out my job safety analysis at the same time, and then I could get a geolocation of this certain valve or this certain uh, pipe, and then I would know that it's in high traffic areas, so therefore I'm going to have to do a maintenance of traffic in this situation because it's geolocated and and then my whole mind started spinning of how can I get all that data in one place so that I could truly say to my to my operators to my workers that you know uh, this location this door handle is being touched several different times during the day let's put a, a, a hand wash station right here for COVID <laughs> or you know that's today what that application would be as opposed to back then when I was thinking this up was you know hey we were about to do this job uh, this is the lockout tagout procedure here's your job safety analysis with this job and it's all spit out right here on the work order that with the guy who's doing the actual work can have on their clipboard and be able to to go through this process and keep themselves safe and do the job at the same time. So is that what I'm hearing a lot of your system will end up doing? Yeah, what we're doing currently. I mean, there's there are things that you that one must check, um, but not necessarily be subject to a checklist. Uh, and then there are things that you that you can only test once the work has uh, has taken place. And, and those things that one tests is actually of, of, a lot, of a lot of value, great deal of value to be able to help inform and provide that situational awareness for the next group that are coming in to do the same, uh, to do the same task. So really, you know, uh, you hear this trope, you, you, you get out of it what you put into it. I, I disagree when it comes to you know risk management uh, systems. Uh, you put into it what you get out of it, right? So if the information that you're receiving is of high quality, then you're willing to put uh, you, you to put that information in yourself uh, and, and to assure that quality because you can see the you know the, the, the benefits down the track. Yeah, absolutely. Um- Hey, is there anything that you want to make sure that we, we say or share, uh, especially with your program? Because I'm an OSHA specialist, but I know a lot of my listeners are getting into mining more and more because some of the, the people that are in the mining field are aging out, if you will. Yeah. And there's not enough of the newer consultants getting in that field. But anything that will help us as being consultants kind of, you know, I, I believe in your products, all of them. 
and I believe in the data because to me, you know, even though I did terrible statistics when I was getting my master's and my bachelor's, <laughs> they kind of like pushed me through <laughs> and the whole class as well, you know, uh, but I really believe in data, uh, data, especially if you could find a way to get leading indicating data, uh, that is what has been missing in this industry. So truly, if there's anything that you want to share and that absolutely plug away at after that tell us how to reach you how um, websites phone numbers anything you need okay yeah so I, I would I would say this I think the the profession itself needs to uh, anchor its service offerings in value right. and and really truly understand how to create and sustain value through the activities that you engage with, uh, uh, you engage your clients with. Um, the, the mining sector is, I won't say, uh, it's a wash. It, it needs, um, yeah, probably needs a new generation of uh, thinkers uh, in the, the, the safety and health space, um, as a lot of industries do. Um, yeah, are people aging out of the, the sector? I'll, I'll take your word for that. Um, but I would say that what what I what I noticed that there were a lot of um, you know, young switched on uh, general managers and sites, and, and I think they're going to be less tolerant of people coming in and selling a service without being able to link it back to the value with, within that organization. Uh, I think that's really, really important is understand what uh, are their value drivers are and how you can connect your service or product uh, to, to those value drivers. If you can, if you can do that, then yeah, you, you'll have, you'll have some success in the, in, in the sector, but it's not an easy sector to, to, to sell into. Um, it, it's, it's a very exciting sector to work in. Uh, so I, I would say uh, take the opportunities that are presented with both hands, but again, make that link to, to value because uh, particularly now, uh, investors, insurers, host governments, communities, uh, regulators, they are all focused on that, uh, on, on that value piece. Excellent. Thank you. And please go ahead. Tell us how to reach you, what phone numbers, what services that you'd like to, to share with the audience okay thanks uh, i i don't have this prepared so i'll just wing it here <laughs> uh yeah uh, people can find out more about mindtel uh on uh, on our website um at uh, mindtel.ca so that's m-i-n-e-t-e-l-l the name is derived from the capacity to gather intelligence that's where the name comes from uh, I should have said that uh, in the upfront. Can we start over? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, so uh, mindtel.ca, uh, and there we have our uh, our COVID nineteen information, our COVID nineteen platform. Uh, people can reach out to me directly by email, uh, Michael at mindtel.ca. Um, I have a LinkedIn profile. Mindtel has a LinkedIn profile, so please follow us uh, there as well. And uh, Sheldon, I just want to say thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to, to have a chat. I've really enjoyed this. 
Oh, no, thank you so much. When Jay uh, said, you need to call this guy, I said, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I truly love his recommendations, and uh, and I love, you know, I'm a safety geek, so anytime I talk about, you know, risk management, risk assessment, how PBS, you know, I'm in. <laughs> so, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, so thank you so much. Okay, thank you, and uh, yeah, I look forward to, to staying in touch and, and hopefully making some new connections with uh some of your listeners as well. Have you been considering wanting to take the Safety Consultant Blueprint course online? Well, let me throw a monkey wrench into your thoughts. I am going to do a live three-day event on Zoom. It's going to be a workshop that is me walking you through this course step by step by step each day july 28th july 29th and july 30th from 9 a.m eastern standard time to 1 p.m eastern standard time we're going to have an intimate group of a maximum 15 participants so register today sheldonprimus.com backslash live for the safety consultant blueprint so go to sheldonprimus.com backslash live and register today welcome back and first and foremost i want to thank you for listening to this podcast i'd like to thank uh, michael hartley for actually giving me a wonderful interview it was awesome and i just wanted to just tell everyone how much i appreciate you so thank you again for being part of the show before we get into the tip of the week i want to ask if you can uh, go ahead and like the show on whatever you're listening to as far as podcast service. Uh, share it with a friend if you believe that it could help somebody. And uh, go to SheldonPrimus.com backslash live. SheldonPrimus.com backslash live. And I am doing a live event. This one is really near and dear to me. I have had the Safety Consultant Blueprint course for a while got several students on it so i decided to take it up a notch so what i'm gonna do for three days which is uh gonna be on zoom july 28th 29th and 30th my birthday is actually july 27th so right after my birthday i'm gonna meet with uh with you guys only 15 people and i'm going to go through that blueprint course step by step by step but we're gonna take it even further so we are going to actually make this a workshop. So as we're going through each module, not just so you can get the learning, but I want you to actually have practical hands-on experience. So when we go through the, the part with the proposals, we will do a proposal together. And I want you to share your screen. We're going to look through your proposal as a group. And uh, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you are going to be successful in your business yeah sales copy we'll go through sales copy together uh, so not only will i teach you we'll go through it uh, i'll show you how to set up your own marketing so you can make money outside of your clients we're going to do all that together so therefore this is going to be a working uh, a workshop that is going to show you how to do the business of being a safety consultant that's my goal so sheldonprimus.com backslash live and we will work these three days it's going to be 
9 a.m. Eastern Time until 3 p.m. Uh, well, six hours, whatever that works out to. I believe uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time for three days, and we're going to do some work. Uh, I can only do 15 people because of the level of the level of how I am going to make sure you're going to get what you need for your business. So that means I can only take a certain amount, and that certain amount is 15. So hurry up and get your tickets right now and be part of this live event. All right, so the tip of the week. I'm going to continue with what I was talking about last week as far as me personally. I've been trying to cut some overhead and um, cutting some overhead for the obvious reason with uh, COVID-19. We know that work has been, you know, I'm still doing well because I do, I've been doing a lot of online work, uh, but you know, it, I don't want to wait till the last minute. So I'd rather cut some overhead right now so that, uh, when, if there is, I'll say it that way, if there is a lean period, I'm going to be ready for it already. So one of the things I talked to you last week about uh, was I've been using King Sumo, and that is a program that you would see my giveaways. I gave away um, my course. One person got a chance to win the course, and that actually had to be uh, Pedro Maciel with uh, the X Factor of Safety. So when I saw that notification come in, this is all automated, so I didn't have any input. And uh, when that came in, I was like, all right, good for Pedro. And uh, the other thing that I'm currently doing, which is probably going to be over by the time of this recording, was an hour uh, time with me. And we're going to do a Zoom one-on-one with the winner. So that winner is probably going to be announced uh, either today or um, this would be Monday at the time of this recording or the time that you guys are listening to it. If you listen to it uh, very first thing on Monday morning, and I'm going to reach out to this individual. I'm going to let them know, hey, good job, you won. And we are going to truly go out there and we're going to, um, I'm going to help you as much as I can. If it's marketing, if it's promotion, if you need some help with uh, whatever for your business, I am going to help you out for that hour. I'm all yours. It's all about you. So we're going to make this one count. And uh, that is King Sumo. I've been using that. And I also been using an email service as well. So I combined this new email service and the King Sumo service uh, and the uh, email service replaced ConvertKit. Many of you know that I've been using ConvertKit. So now I do not. I replaced it with this new one. And if you have not had a chance, go to sheldonprimus.com backslash resources and you'll see if it's still available. I only have a limited amount of people that are available that could also reduce their overhead with me, or you could get your new system uh, using those same ones I'm using. Uh, So that's uh, where you're going to find this. So the next thing I decided to tackle was uh, Teachable. I have an online university, and I've had it for several, several years, but as I tell you guys, I, I don't care about telling you prices or anything, so... I'm on the $99 a month on Teachable. So I could give myself a $100 raise a month by switching over to this new product. And it won't actually be that much because of the the cost of it. But the reduction is still significant. So now I am in the process 
of moving my courses from the Teachable product in July 100% into this other system. And I am going to be using this system uh, for my learning institutes, the learning management system. And it is really good. I mean, I could do courses, I could do quiz assessments, uh, cataloging. Uh, I do have uh, a license that I could use for someone who's interested in also switching over or starting their own online classes and online uh, academy, if you will. So then uh, what you need to do is go to SheldonPrimes.com backslash resources. I'm not too sure how many people I'm going to take on with this one. I'll, I'll set a limit, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm helping everyone set things up, too. So not only are you going to, uh, I'm going to have this service available for you, but I'm also including a half hour of my time to kind of help you set things up, too, and get an overview of everything. And so I am going to have FreshLMS.com. They're my new service that I am con- I'm switching over right now, converting over from Teachable. I love the Teachable product. Don't get me wrong. It was a great product. I just want to reduce my overhead. So if you want to reduce your overhead and you need a learning management system where you could actually teach your students on your own system, charge for your courses, then you might want to look into this one with me. So go to SheldonPrimus.com backslash resources, and then you'll have a good idea of how much uh, this one is going to be. But you could create, execute, analyze, scale all your courses in one place. Uh, You'll be able to uh, have a system in place for all of your uh, users and be able to track how they're doing on their courses. Uh, You could do custom sales and landing pages, enrollments uh, specific for this uh, person, how I am going to do it. I'm going to split up my clients because I do have clients that are unteachable. I'm going to give a client their own page so they could go and they could see all their students. Uh, so go ahead and and uh, take a look um, and see if this is something you could use. I've integrated Stripe payment system and PayPal payment system. So now I could charge for these courses as well. And there's also third-party integration with other things like Google Analytics and Facebook. So all these things work together pretty easily. And therefore... I'm going to uh, have a system that is completely in place for me uh, so that I could keep up with my training and having a training system online for clients who uh, really want to have that ability. So I could look like the big guys, you know, everyone who has those big companies that I do subject matter (laughs) expert work for in some cases, I could look just like them with my own company. And that's what I'm doing here with uh, my learning management system. So again, go to shellandprimes.com backslash resources and take a look, see what I'm doing there. I'll fill you guys in on the discount I could give you. You won't be paying what I was paying, $100 a month when I was doing uh, Teachable. Uh, You're going to be paying something far, far, far less. And I like to do everything annual. So chances are the way I'll set it up will be an annual price because that's the way I like to do it. Just pay it one time a year, get it over with, and and that's how I'll set it up with you. So anyway, uh, that's it for the tip of the week. 
go ahead and switch over to a learning management system so that you can provide online training for your clients and for the general public. All right. So any comments, any questions, please reach out to me, uh, Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com, and I'll return your email and go get them this week. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.